Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi. Today we will be discussing the second episode of Fruits Basket, They're All Animals! Exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's important to emphasize. Um, warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga or have seen the previous anime, the 2001 anime, but we won't be spoiling anything from beyond episode two. We're only going to be discussing this in episode one. Um, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, on Spotify, which is new. Check us out on Spotify. Or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Okay. So... Give me your general thoughts. You guys weren't on the f- on the podcast for the first ep- uh, for the first episode. So also, if you want to give your thoughts on that one, feel free. Um, also, if you want to throw in your history with Fruits Basket, I know we all have our history with it. So you can just give me your general thoughts and go, Michelle. Oh my god, I'm so. This was such a. I didn't know they were remaking Fruits Basket. And I found Fruits Basket later in life. Like, I saw the 2001 anime, like, maybe two or three years ago (laughs) for the first time. But, like, this still felt like such a wonderful welcome back. Like, oh, man. I haven't felt like that, like, you know, young teen girl thing in a while. Yeah. So I'm, like, in my late 20s now. I feel kind of old. But, like, it awakened something in me to watch this. <laughs> and, like, all the music's wonderful. And you get to see so many boy tommies. And that's <laughs> wonderful. And, like, oh, my God. It's just, I love this show so much. I'm so excited. Like, I'm way more excited than I anticipated. I'm like, oh, it's a reboot. Like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be, like, halfway decent. But, like, no. I'm so on board with this. And I, I heard so like I didn't read the manga Vitra, so I don't know. Was um was the anime not like like did it not follow a hundred percent the original okay. manga? Because that's the selling point of this reboot, right? right. That it's like so, more true to yeah. the graphic novel, right? So basically, the two thousand one anime was made and went into production while the manga was still in progress. So it had to. It's it, it's a different beast. Whereas with this one, it's more, it's a faithful adaptation to what the manga did. So while that one might have some filler episodes, maybe interprets characters differently because of, because we just didn't have the source material just, source material just yet for them. And this one goes true to what the mangaka had envisioned. Whereas that one, because the manga wasn't done, had to do its own thing. But yeah. Um, did you like the, the, the second episode? Did you like, did you like beyond oh, totally. just like... Yeah, like at first, like the the first episode, I was so high on, I got a little scared, and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> is it we're gonna drop down the way we kind of did Promise Neverland? But no, I love the second episode too. And the thing I appreciated about the 2001 show is like you you get such good characterization in this show, and they teach you actual good life lessons, and they spend a lot of time with Kyo being like, look, like. We know you haven't socialized with people in a while, but, like, it's really important to get out there and do your best. And, like, yeah, you're going to hurt people and people are going to hurt you. But, like, that's what life is worth living for. You find out who you are through how you interact with people. And I was like, 
damn, like I forgot, but yeah. It's <laughs> really good about teaching you how to be a better person. I mean, it's funny. I feel like I was called out in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, and I was like, I, 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 that, they told me this lesson and I still felt called out at this age, at this point. <laughs> um, but April, tell me, what do you, give me your general thoughts on, on this. I did read your episode one thoughts in the previous one, but if you want to give it with your own voice. Yeah, so I super appreciate you doing that. Um, And again, I apologize because I couldn't make the first uh, episode podcast. But words could not describe because yeah, I saw the first two episodes in the theater and words could not describe like how happy it made me to be there. Like, my, my favorite part too, is that like everyone there like wanted to be there. And even though like we all like I got the sense that like all of us kind of already knew like what was going on and everything like that. Like, we were all just, like, fully enjoying it. And then what was even crazier was, like, at the beginning of it, they had, like, interviews with the um, the voice actors, like, the Japanese wow. voice actors, wow. which was really, like, interesting because they even talked about, like, their history with, like, the series and everything like that. And, like, the um, the girl who voices uh, Toru, she, like, the, seri- the series is as old as she is. Oh, my God. So, wow. Yeah. Way to make you old. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. I was like, wow, I feel really old. But then, like, at the same time, like, she, like, she was, like, saying that she's like, wow, like, I wish she's like, she's like, I'm sad that, like, I didn't, like, have this, like, at an appropriate age, like, when most everyone else did. Because she, like, she loves it. And, like, she loves it so much. She's, like, I'm as much of a fan as, like, everyone else is. And, like, she's just, like, and, like, she talked about, like, they talked about, like, who their favorite characters were. And, like, they, like, talked about who they think they would be. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was just a super great atmosphere. Um, I, I've i seen the original series. Um, I'm pretty sure I read all of the manga. Uh, and I, like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm, like, did you finish it? And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm like second guessing myself, but um, I, it's like one of those, it's just one of those stories that like, yeah, like they, it just made me feel so good. And as I said in like my email that I'm, I'm really like impressed with like how it looks and how it feels um, because I, I mentioned it being like crystal mooned and I don't get that at all. Like it feels like it's the same series, but like different. Um, and, I'm, and it's interesting too, because like this, it, like I watched it, ugh, I'm so old. I watched it like 15 plus years ago, even more than that. Wow. Um, but, uh, but like even now and like, like how, how old I am now, like I still feel like this super relates to me and like, it really speaks to me a whole lot. Um, that being said, uh, so glad that we're through the second episode because the first and second episodes go perfectly together and I'm sad that they didn't air them together like they did in the movie theater because they sort of like they just like ridiculously play off each other like you go from the first episode straight into the second episode um and it's so much so that they might as well be one giant episode um yeah so I think that's like my only like real complaint I guess is that like they split them up and I wish that they hadn't Gotcha. I um like last last week. I I'm I'm just not only did I get full on nostalgia feels, but there's something about the humor and it actually happening live. 
Because, like, in the manga, you read it and you're like, ah, yes, this is funny. But then <laughs> I actually see it happen. There's just this – they hit this very interesting humor in these episodes that I'm loving. And it's with very quick dialogue that if, like, with subs, it might get a little hard if you're not used to subs. But, like, it's – it's I just really love it. Um, I only have, like, a little complaint about the episode, which is sometimes just visually I felt – it got a little too dating sim-esque. And what I mean by that is if you've ever played like a, a visual, no, like a, like, is it? Yeah, a visual novel. Like one of those like um, mm-hmm. Japanese games where they'll have like whatever. Sometimes the shots were very like, they could easily put like the dialogue box at the bottom and it would be like a game. <laughs> like you, like you the way that the guys it. are standing and looking I at the camera. I loved it. I oh, <laughs> Like again, like not from being a teenager have I been so catered to that way. It's, it's <laughs> very refreshing. I was so like, especially like the the theme song and then the ending. It was just like all these right. beautiful, <laughs> carefully drawn shots of these men lounging <laughs> around in different outfits. And oh wow, it's so good. It's, it's perfect. Maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's just like, (laughs) I, okay, like, it's definitely like, and it's definitely like a subjective thing. Like, I'm of the, I'm more of like, okay, if I wanted a Fruits Basket kind of visual novel, I would have wanted that. If it's an anime, I wanted a little bit more motion in certain scenes, a little bit more interesting shots. Um, But that was my only thing, and it obviously is very subjective. But let's talk about that opening sequence because we finally do get it in this episode. April, I don't know if you if you if it played for you in the beginning of the two episodes. Uh, like I don't know how they split them up in in the theater, but in in this in the in the first episode of Fruits Basket, we didn't get the opening. We just got the ending, and then in this one, we finally do get the opening. So I want to hear your thoughts. Like, what do you guys think of this opening? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Give me your thoughts. Um, I think, I think the opening is fine. Um, so in the theater, they didn't give an opening or an ending. Um, and they played like the episodes, like, like straight into the other, like, because I remember whenever like the first episode was, uh, like aired last week, I, um, or I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, I was like, oh, I wonder where like the cutoff point was because whenever, mm. l- like, whenever I was like going to be on the podcast and then like write in my thoughts, I was like, oh, I should make sure like where the cutoff point is so that I don't like talk about the second episode and not even realize it. Right. Um, because they, like I said, like they they literally like played it like it was all one episode because like the episodes flow like so well into each other. Right. Um, the opening uh, again, it's it's fine for what it is um it's not anything overly complicated which is um i don't know like usually with anime i always expect the opening theme um or at least the opening sequence to be like super like i don't know crazy is the word that i want to use but (laughs) like like action anime yeah yeah, like over the top and everything well even like in some uh i i'm gonna say dramas like they're like super like over the top ish and this one's just very like calm it's uh, you know, and I think that kind of plays into like the theme of the show too. Um, you know, it's it's sort of calm, even though like there's craziness happening and people are turning into animals. Um, there are animals everywhere, but <laughs> but I, like I didn't mind it so much. And then the ending, um, again, it's very like dating sim esque. Uh, 
I, my my always like my bi- issue with like opening and endings is whenever like they have characters that don't get introduced until later in the series. Oh wow! And this is these are basically yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like which all is, the characters. Yeah. yeah, it's all of the characters, and I know all of the characters, which is like fine for me. But as like I can imagine someone who's never seen like the show or isn't familiar with it being like, well, who is that person and who is that girl and like, what gets is that? you like, excited? Yeah, like, Ooh, I can't wait to get to this person. Yeah. I wonder who they are. How do how do they fit into this? Like, well, what drives me even more crazy is whatever, like, and I don't think the show did it, but whenever other shows like will put like a character in the opening or the ending, and then they end up like being nobody to the series. Oh, and you're yeah. like, how did you make yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of the opening? When I first read the opening, I was kind of like, oh, this is fine but i i went back and rewatched both episodes and i think by the second time i rewatched the second episode i was starting to really like it and um now i officially really like it because i've like listened to it on loop at work for a while <laughs> okay. okay like it's like poppy but it's very like very well emoted it's not too like gentle and soft like the lady really starts belting it out towards the end of like the full thing and she has so many feels and she seems like a cool lady and you know Taru's also a cool lady she <laughs> have lots of feelings and I don't know I just I liked that it didn't feel like too cutesy and too soft like it had like some soul to it you know gotcha and I really liked that. So I know some people feel like, oh, you know, it's not it's not my original song from the 2001 anime. Like, that'll always be my top one. But I think it's, like, it's definitely different. But I feel like it's different on purpose. And, like, the vibe it's going for feels very fitting for the show. Gotcha. So I prove. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I'm – to me, it wasn't even, like – for me, it wasn't that it was different from again. I haven't seen the original uh, anime anime version. Um, I thought it was a little too slow. Like I've seen, and I don't mean in terms of like the action anime type of openings. I mean like I've seen like Kimi ni Toloke is like this great anime that has this really lovely opening and it's really sweet. But it's also like you know it at least for the opening. I don't want to be put to sleep. Does that make sense? And I get that she's like, yeah. she belts out at the end, but it, it is like, it, it feels more like a ballad and I wanted more of like a mellow pop song, if that makes sense. That's fair. You know, just like, yep. you know, just give me a little bit more, a little, I wanted a little more ampness because I was like, it's, it's first, first basket. And because in the, the ending, we, it is also similar in sort of pacing and just in terms of tone. It's like, it's also very calm and mellow. So I was like, I wished... One, there was a little bit more difference. I wonder if, like, because with the, sh- like, I remember with the original, it was very, like, cutesy, almost. Mm-hmm. And so, I wonder if, like, in their attempts to sort of please, like, the manga artists, they were kind of, like, you know what I mean? Like, a deal kind of had to be struck because, right. like, because, like, with the original anime i remember everything just sort of being really conveyed as cutesy throughout until the end 
And then, so I'm wondering if like they were just trying to avoid that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, get, Cause I mean, this, you know, this is kind of a big deal And this episode, uh, especially sort of talks on that, like with the whole Soma family and like suppressing people's memories and like Akito being like emotionally abusive and things like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I wonder if like, like t- they're just trying to establish a new tone with the series. Right, right. No, totally. I totally get that. I just want, I totally get that. Um, I will say though, one super positive thing is they're really like digging into this like Kyo's midriff thing, which I appreciate a hundred percent. Okay. Oh my like, god. It wasn't just like a one-time thing in like the in the first couple. Of, it's like no, and you're gonna get this in every opening. You're just gonna get the midriff, and it's it's great. It's like amazing. Um. <laughs> but okay well let's talk about Kyo because the first episode we only got a very small taste of him now we get this is like his proper introduction so I wanted to talk like what did you think what do you think of his character like what do you did, what ha, watching this episode did you walk away thinking yeah this is this is my boy this is my cat boy or did you think oh god can you not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a really good qu- And this is going to be interesting because cause you didn't see the first anime and I have not read the manga. Right. But Kyo oh. in this episode read very different from what I remember really? about the 2001. No, 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 no. I like I know there's the Team Yuki or Kyo question, but the reason I was Team Yuki for so long with the first anime is because Kyo comes off like way more abrasive and cocky and like kind of a jerk. And I was like, ew, like, no, no thanks. Like, I don't want the bad boy. Like, that's gross. And here he seems so much more empathetic because like he just gets beat on a lot. And there's that shot of him like, like with his head over his arms, like in the water. And he's just like, you get a lot more shots of him just like feeling really like, kind of frustrated and confused about how to you know talk to Toru and how to have relationships and his frustration with being the cat and what that means for the Zodiac so I feel like the show is trying a lot harder to you know make us feel for him this early on and I definitely don't remember getting quite that vibe (laughs) from the first show I feel like the first show was very, like, Yuki-favored. Like, the animes were like, we're Team Yuki. We don't (laughs) care about Kyo. We're going to make this a Team Yuki show. Everyone was Prince Yuki, even if you, like, were on Kyo's side. Yeah. Because, like, and also Yuki had, like, a female voice actor and so like it's just there's just something very soft about him in the first and and, like he has a very masculine voice now and that threw me a lot but it's like all right no no no, i'll vibe with this but like that was a huge shock to me (laughs) (laughs) such a change okay okay um april what's what's your like first impression of kyo like you saw it all together but what yeah when you Uh, when with kyo it was it like what what was your first do you like what you've seen so far with kyo I do. Um, I know, like, what is it? Like, he's much more relatable in this series versus yeah. the original one. And I think that's, like, really good for him. Um, especially because, I mean, like, like Michelle was saying, like, Kyo was, like, put, like, he was so, abra- like, abrasive in the first original series. And so I like him even, like, I was already a fan of him um, before, but I'm even, like, more so now because I'm like, wow, like, Kyo, we can relate to each other and like I totally understand where you're coming from. And they do they do uh because 
like you guys have been preaching about like the characterization of all of the characters in this like series th- so far. And I think this episode is just like the best characterization of Kyo that you can do in the beginning of the series. Like, and it just makes me so much more excited to like learn more about him and to see like what more they decide to do with him. And of course, like all the other characters as well, but like, I like, I'm totally into Kyo even more so this series than I was before. So give, give me more Catboy. Gotcha. gotcha. (laughs) I I just want to say like, he's, he's my Catboy. I have adopted him. He is, (laughs) he's precious and we should give him all the fish or things that cats love. Um, so yeah, well, I, I agree. He, I'm really interested. I'm really surprised that the original anime was very like, he was much more abrasive. I feel like he they do a good job. I think my big thing with him is that I fear that if if we don't see and I haven't read the manga in a while, but if we don't see character development soon, like there's only so many times you have to tell you have to tell him like stop bursting out into in rage. Like there's only so many times you can tell him before it's like okay, now you have to actually learn it and stuff. So as of right now cuz it's early on, I'm like, "Oh, you precious boy." But like I I'm scared in my this this kind of cuz with Kyo and Todu's relationship, my big thing is if if I don't see some development, this is gonna this kind of dynamic might get old really quick. That's my big worry. It's too soon to tell, and I don't remember how long that lasted in the manga. But um, I don't even remember. I, I don't remember. But I, I feel like yeah. I feel like we're already making better progress. Totally. Oh no, totally. Even just, like even in this episode, because like. There, you mentioned like huge outbursts and everything like that, and that's all I can really remember from him before. Like um, the first, no, it's it's true. It's yeah, like they, it, was just, it was incredibly frustrating because you're like, oh my gosh, you know better, and you're like yeah. yelling at the screen as he's yelling at Toru, and <laughs> and just the most like moe, like she's so good at cooking and clean, like yelling at her should be like against the law. Like she's the ultimate wife. She is. I. I. She needs all the hugs. But like the uh, the big thing too is that like in in this episode, you can tell that he feels bad, and he like expresses that he feels bad for yelling at her and for having an outburst. And we like almost never got that originally. So the difference, right? Like they're they're playing up like kind of not like the wounded angle of him, but just like. His his softer side, right? Yeah. Versus just like cocky abrasiveness, which is like mm-hmm. much less attractive when that's all yeah. you get all the time. If any, I feel I was gonna say I feel like if anyone's more aggressive this series, it's Yuki. Yeah, <laughs> basically, sure. yeah, very true, very true. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But here's a question: Have we ever seen like like a a, a proper male sundere before? Ew, like. Have yeah, we seen know. like that guy, that that person who's like can't like who wants to show affection but can't because they're awkward and refuse to and they're kind of mean and stuff? I'm so used to seeing that as, from like a female character, pers- like as like that title is usually given to female characters. That's so interesting to see that with Kyo. And I feel like it's a little different with Kyo because just from what we've seen when he first tried to apologize, he like almost got there, and then he heard the other two, and it's like that like got his blood boiling because they they know how to get under his skin, kind of. But it's like if he was able to be with her alone for a long enough period of time, the words could come out and he wouldn't feel bad about it. I think he's just so inexperienced that it's just like he's going to stumble a lot in the beginning, but I think he's fully yeah. capable of it. Yeah. No, I yeah, think totally. so. 
For yeah. sure. It, even, like, what is it? Like, him... Because they... Uh, Shigure mentions, you know, like, you have to be around people, and you have to learn that. And so... Like, you, and you're going to get hurt and you're going to hurt people. And so I think that, like, even, like, him just, like, going to school is, like, like a huge deal for him. Because he, like, didn't go to school last time around and was just, like, I'm going to just go train in the woods. Like, Which bye. Where, <laughs> where oh are God. his parents is the question. <laughs> yeah, Tony asked that. She's, like, so, like, no adult live in this house with these guys? Like, that's weird. Technically, Shigure is an adult. So. Technically, he is his guardian. Technically. Um, but but no, you're right. And also, he's not, he's used to just being around boys. He's not used to like yeah. having the uh, opposite sex around. And he's you know he's been taught to fear that the, he's going to give the family yeah. secret away. So it's like so I understand the awkwardness, and I don't expect the awkwardness to be solved. But I'm just like if we get to like episode, I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be like a 52 episode thing. I don't remember if they gave like the total. They just said that they were adapting the entire manga. But if we get to like say okay. episode 35, mm-hmm. it's like. By episode 35, he should he should have shown some progress, is all I'm saying. All right. Putting it on the board now. 35. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they're doing the whole thing because the first one totally just dropped off to the yep. point where, like, I didn't even know who Taru was going to hook up with at the end. And I had to, like, search <laughs> on the to find out. And I was very shocked because of things but i mean <laughs> so that's exciting i i honestly don't know what's gonna happen like halfway through it in, in that case because i'm so excited the for first you to anime find out. yeah i'm so excited for you to find I out wonder what's fake now and what's real like what, <laughs> what's fake and what's what, what did they put in that was in the, in the story or not i don't know okay well let's talk about um let's talk about his relationship with 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 yuki which i think it's that Inter- that like kind of um, interaction, those interactions they have with each other, are so crucial to me for for Yuki's character. Not so much for Kyo's character because you can see the way his dynamic with 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 Todu. You can kind of see with with Shigure. You can see a lot of his colors with with them. But with Yuki, he shows like. Usually he's very calm. It's only with Kyo that he shows his kind of, or when it's about Kyo, that he shows this kind of edge to him, which Mm -hmm. is so, like, we don't often see with, like, the prince character who's usually just expressionless and kind and whatever. It's like, this is when Yuki gets a lot more personality is through his dynamic with Kyo. So I was just curious what you guys, how you guys have seen, from these episodes, what do you think of how the show has set up their relationship and what they've done so far. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you think, what do you, just give me, tell me, what do you think? I feel like, and I, I like briefly touched or talked about it, but I feel like there's been a lot of like manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it almost seems like Yuki's feelings towards Kyo are learned and not necessarily like natural for him. And mm-hmm. so, because, because, you know, they're the Zodiac and in the story, like, it's uh, Yuki's fault that like Kyo doesn't get like the cat isn't a part of the family. The, right. the family. So and like even like with that small like you know the story that he I guess it shares. I don't know if he tells that story. To, well, he doesn't tell that story to Toru, but when he relives that memory, like Akito's like super like mean and he you know like if people would see that then they would freak out and they would be disgusted and so like even just like watching that like 
conversation leads me to believe that it's not Yuki's fault that he doesn't like Kyo. I think that that's learned and that was like forced to like thrust upon him. Like you're the rat. You have to hate him. Like you don't get a choice kind of situation. You have to be better than him. Like you have to train harder or be nicer, whatever. And so I think like that's the impression that I get from this episode is and that because a lot of the times he's just like irrationally mad at someone. And when you're irrationally mad at someone, it's usually for like no good reason that you've been given like somewhere else. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Michelle? Do you think they've set up this kind of the the from the 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 emotional abuse that they've experienced? They've 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 set up kind of the the current situation with their relationship oh totally i mean like kind of what april's saying i feel like both kyo and yuki have inherited these kind of roles based on their zodiac signs right but for kyo it's like a little more complicated because like he doesn't he isn't official is he officially a member of the zodiac or like no because of the banquet thing like he's like kind of counts but not really Right. No, yeah. He and um Yuki is like multiple times called him like an outsider. And he is yeah. right. Like, right. And he keeps telling him, like, I don't understand why you want to be part of this family. I'm so desperate to get out, which is such an interesting right. dynamic. That that's is very interesting. And that kind of like leads credence to this idea that like maybe part of the reason Yuki's so hard on Kyo is because he resents everything Kyo wants out of the Soma family. Like he wants to be a part of it, he wants to have this bigger role. And Yuki is like trying to push himself as far away from his possible for whatever reason we don't know yet but i mean that's why he didn't want to go to the boys school right because like mm-hmm. that was a special school for special zodiac children apparently he's like no 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 i don't want that well, I want a more it was normal life it was handpicked by akito right <laughs> right and he's like no i'm not about that i don't know why you even want to go there kyo so i think like partially his resentment for kyo could be that he's like oh like you're so stupid wanting to be closer to the family when i'm trying to get away but oh, also so yeah i think jealousy. it is I oh, I think it's just like he's projecting his own kind of internal conflict of how he feels about the family onto Kyo's desperation to get in. Right. Like that doesn't set right with him. So he's like, you're stupid for wanting that. But I think it's like half that, but half what April's saying where, yeah, he has inherited this behavior of expectation of like, oh, yeah, we're mortal enemies. This is just how it is. We'll never be friends. I hate you. Also, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> have to add that. That's a very important thing to add. It's um, right? Because like you're saying, like otherwise he'd just be this nice prince character with like nothing interesting about him. But he right. because he has this edge and this internal conflict about Zodiac family, like that's so much more interesting. Like it makes Yuki a way more fascinating character who has like actual stakes now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you guys think of Akito? Since we've already mentioned him, he he seems very creepy. Like, and I'm Super the way he's creepy. being he the way he's being um um framed to us. He seems to be like the big villain of if we're gonna use the term villain of this story. What do you think? And also, his voice is very young, which makes me think like he's <laughs> well, younger. Even his character than she design would? it looks young. So. Yeah, like. He's definitely not an old man. No, know. definitely not an old man. And it just seems like interesting that like everyone like almost fears him. 
Right. It, like, is the sense. And they kind of, they sort of, like, give it that ominous tone whenever, like, they talk about him, too. Like, well, what does Akito say? Exactly. You know, like, for her yeah. to wipe Toru's memory. So he has a lot of influence and power, and it's his decision. Also, you know no one is up to any good whenever they're, like... Yeah, we're gonna wipe people's memories. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Yes, you are disgusting. Who would want to be friends with the rat no. child? That's <laughs> so harsh. And he says it like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like totally flat, like emotionless. Like, well, like who would want to be friends with you and everything like that. And then it's even more suspicious because like they sort of set it up that everyone who finds out the secret has that memory wiped. But for whatever reason, Togar gets to keep her memory. And that's even more strange because, like, she's a female and the rest of them are clearly males. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're, like, asking for a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And And you mean, like, suspect something, right? He's like, that sounds almost too good to be true. Right. He's like, and what I love about Yuki is that he's immediately, like, defensive for Toru. Like, he doesn't care about them. He's just like, do not bring her into this. Like, what are, what is he, he cannot use her, like, she she cannot become his puppet. Like, that's not gonna work. It's not gonna fly. Which I, which I adore. Um, But speaking of Yuki and learning about this this stuff and thinking he's disgusting. There is this scene with him and Toru at school, um, and like he he kind of after school he he calls her back into the into the classroom, he calls her back in it's as if he's a teacher. No, he just he he calls. He's like, hey, we need to talk, and then he's like, yo, like you're not gonna tell anybody, right? Um, and you know he's. It's a, it's a real, there's a lot of things that happen in this scene. We learn a lot of things. Like, one, like, we learn, I think this is when we learn about the suppression. This is when we get, like, the flashback mm-hmm, to, yeah. to, his, to, to his childhood and what goes on. But there, there's a moment where he kind of, like, like, traps Toru in his arms. And I know this is a thing in Japan. Like, I know this is, like, seen <laughs> as, like, a thing that's romantic. Yeah. Very similarly, there's, like, a thing where people just, like, someone just grabs someone's, like, wrist, wrist and drags them somewhere. And, like, that's seen as romantic. And it's, like, fine. That's fine. It just seemed a little bit aggressive to me. And I'll tell you why. It's because Toru flinches. Like, she flinches as if she's going to get hurt. And I'm just, like, I don't I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Am I being too too like uh touchy about this or like I th- did you I feel think the I was going to say I think the thing that um makes it also seem aggressive too is because like these characters are not presented like that they're romantic interests. Right. So like if mm-hmm. like we had previously seen like them being like kind of cutesy and sweet and flirty or maybe well, had some like internal monologue first- we did see that kind of with like the episode, you know, in the first episode when he's like, don't tie yourself out. And she's mentioned, oh, she's yeah. blessed. Yeah. She's but mentioned. She, there is like, some romantic stuff. Seeds I planted. Think, I was going to say, I think that comes more so from like a caring perspective than like a, I love you and I want to be with you perspective. Right. And so I think that like, because there's not that like precedent of them being like romantically involved with each other, then like it for sure comes off aggressive, especially because Toru does flinch. Um, but uh, the other thing too is that I just imagine that Toru is so innocent that she has never like 
kind like been in that situation before too and i think even like if you even if she was like they were romantically involved i still think she would have flinched um but i i do agree that it it feels a little bit aggressive and i think it's just because like those elements are missing from the scene right right totally what about you michelle did you feel anything from this um i guess I kind of initially gave it a pass, but the flinch probably also didn't register for me. Um, I probably bought into it like a little more just because I'm like along for this crazy like shipping <laughs> nonsense ride. But I do think like that's a valid point, And I do think that's the kind of thing where your mileage can definitely vary. And there's... <sighs> If it feels, like, not great, that's pretty valid because, like, it's, it really depends on who you are. And, like, it's not a, I mean, in general, it's not good to trap people against a wall, no matter your relationship, unless you ask them politely. <laughs> if they be interested them, in that. trap me in your arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, continuing, but continuing this kind of uh, consent conversation, Toto does give her consent. She's like, look, if you want to wipe my memories, like, that's okay, which I appreciate. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, because April, I think you mentioned it. It is like you have suppression of memories. It's like an all-boy crew at the moment. Like, it's like that. It, that's question for the – that could potentially be a very disastrous situation. And the fact that, that Yugi tells Toto what's going on, what's going to happen or whatever – and she's like, you know what? That's okay. Like, I won't like it, but, like, I give you – I understand why you have to do it, and I give you the right to do it, which I think is a very important thing that they put in there. Yes. I think – and yeah. I I think, like, that's – I think that says a lot about her character, the yeah. fact that she understands. Because, it, like, in any other anime – she would have, like, fought tooth and nail. Like, what? I don't want to have my memory wiped. Like, and, like, you know, I, I don't want to use the word whine about it, but, like, you know, just generally upset about it. But, like, the fact that she's just so understanding and she's like, you know, I totally understand. And then, like, to top it off, she's like, hey, even if they do wipe my memory, like, do you promise you'll still be my friend? Yeah, like, friend oh, my God. God. That is so pure. And, like, like, yeah. Exactly. Like, so innocent. Like, you know, like, promise you'll still be my friend. And and Yugi agrees to that, too, which is even, like, more sweet. Like, he could have just been, like, I don't know if that's possible kind of thing. Or he could have been really mm-hmm. cold at that moment, and he wasn't. Like, he, like, I think he really appreciated, like, her being understanding. And then, of course, her, like, even more so being, like, let's still be friends. Even if yeah. you, like, I don't remember anything about us. Like, Yeah. yeah. What I love about Thoru is that often... We see often we see like the words innocent and pure tied with like na- naivete. We often see that like just but she's a very mature character. Like she, yeah. Like she, she, like she under she's emotionally very intelligent and mature and understands. Uh, she isn't. She isn't a child. Well, she is a child, but like she isn't um, immature just because she is pure and and yeah. and and. Innocent. Innocent yeah, doesn't relate to immaturity. And that's kind her, of what I love about her. She her she's just very genuine, right? Like it doesn't yeah. come from like you're saying, like it's not that she is an experience or doesn't understand like big concepts like that. It's that she's she really means it when she yeah. says it, and that's what makes a huge difference in people. Yeah. yeah. 
And totally. she's been through, like, so much. And, like, the characterization of her only helps that because, like, yeah. she, you know, like, she's suffered, like, so much loss. And then, you know, like, she's been, she, like, she works. She's, like, putting herself through school, essentially. And so that just sort of, like, gives her, oh, I want to, it sounds bad, but, like, it gives her the right to, like, be, you know, like, to have that, too. And it it comes off, like, so much better. Like, yeah. versus, like, some, mm-hmm. like, if she was, like, living with her grandparents and just decided she wanted to move out and like oh my gosh she has to get a job like that's not like that's not fun it's not relatable it's you know it just makes for a better character yeah totally. yeah totally and i love how the that i mean i that scene even even with my gripes about it that scene does so much because not only do we get that kind of internal like disgust that yuki has with himself but we meet and like the emotional abuse that he had growing up from akito we get the immediate kind of no he's wrong because yuki i mean not yuki uh toru yeah. proves him wrong without even knowing it she's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna he tie your, ne- your neck <laughs> like immediately and she doesn't even real and what's what that's what i love about her is that she doesn't even realize the healing she's providing by just being yeah, a kind yeah. human being, like, and she hasn't, she doesn't realize the impact that she's the positive, the po- the impact her positivity is having on others, and it's just like, I just love Toru so much. <laughs> Family needs her. Needs they her really so do. much. They need her love. Yeah, too. they just need. She needs to give them all the hugs and everything, and um, well, maybe not hugs because. Well, no, I kind of no, I do mean the hugs because I love her reactions to it. She always feels so bad. She's like, "I'm sorry." It's just, it, I was, it was just instinctual, and it's like that's what happens. Um, but speaking of kind of like this whole like getting a hug from the opposite sex, sex doesn't like it turns you. Is it a hug that turns them right? It's. That's what yeah, I think it specifically has to be a hug because we've seen them touch each other in non hug yeah, right. ways. I think it's, oh, it's like a percentage of body touching kind of thing because, oh. like, they can, like, sort of, like, touch, like, briefly, it almost seems. But, like, I feel like if it's, like, an extended period of time and, like, so much, like, skin to skin contact or whatever it is, like, body to body warmth. Mm-hmm. Um, then it turns them. So, because gotcha. I just I I think about when Kill goes to school, he puts a girl in a chokehold, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's kind of a hug. That's not <laughs> enough touching. Not enough, not enough body on body, I guess, for it to count. I guess it's just you know it's it was interesting. Um, and of course Kill would, of course he would. Um, and I like yeah. how the girl's like, is no one gonna mention that he shouldn't be doing that to me? <laughs> yeah. Right? Everyone's like, wow, he he jumped three stories and didn't get hurt. And she's like, why is he being so mean? I kind of love that. Um, <laughs> They're just ignoring her. <laughs> yeah. They're like, shush, shush. It's great. Um, but yeah, uh, that was like really fun. Um, but we do get like this kind of to parallel, not parallel, but like to counter the Yuki Todu scene, we do get a scene with Todu and Kyo at the end where she's walking home from, I think she's walking home from school from like responsibilities she's she had to do. She's walking home from work. Or from work. From the okay. work. And she's walking home from work and then he's, he, they have this kind of lovely little thing where she whacks him with her bag. <laughs> apologizes. So funny. I just, I love when she whacks him with the bag and yeah. he gets up immediately to just Yo, leave. No. And she's <laughs> just like, walk away in the woods. 
no, and she's like, no, I just for putting that in her head. And yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I just thought you were pervert. And he's like, his reaction and the voice actor is so funny and the delivery. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I also love that she kind of confesses to him in a way where she's like, you don't understand. I love the cat. I've always wanted to be a cat. And he's like, what do I do with this? So he's just like, cat cat sucks. You don't want the cat, man. Like, that's his reaction. I love that they did, they like kind of flash back to his previous conversation with Shigure where it's funny how he thinks. He equates someone saying they like the cat to, to I love you. To I love you, exactly. Yeah. It's like very Innocent big jump. Child. But it's like, you know, that's of course he would think that. He doesn't have experience with people. So like imme- like it just reminds you that he's so emotionally starved. Like he's starving yeah. for affection. Yeah. And he's just like, here's a girl who's like willing to just give you all the affection. And he's just not used to it. And it's just so sweet. And again, another example of why Toru is so adorable and amazing. Um, but yeah, so tell me right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say like Toru is really good for you, uh, for Kyo, but I'd also say, um, Shigure is also like the dad he needs right now to bestow wisdom because Shigure is also on his side. Like he wants him to get out there and make friends and do better. And I like this balance of like, it's not all on Toru to provide like this sustaining positivity. Like he's got people rooting for him besides her. And I think that's yeah. important too. Like he needs a community, not just one person. Oh no, totally, and I appreciate totally. the show for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, absolutely. I agree with that. And it's kind of like, he's being, it kind of, I don't know, but he's also, but we don't know what to think about Shigure. Cause he's also like the one who talked to Akito and stuff. So I was just like, I don't know where you stand in all this. I feel like he Thank is you. doing his best to be like the median in the situation. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to and be I, an adult. He's and yeah. Things. Well, and I think he he like he understands the struggle that like Yuki and Kyo are going through yeah. more so than Akito would, especially given like what we've seen of like the Soma household and it, it just seems like it's very aggressive and so Shigure is like, "Okay, like you know, Yugi's the prince. So what if, like, he he leaves the house, but he's under my care? Yeah. Like, he kind left of, with him. He yeah. did leave yeah. with Yuki, mm-hmm. which should be worth noting. Like, he wouldn't. He didn't let Yuki go on his own. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think that that says a lot about his character too. And I I feel like even though like he was the one who had the conversation with Akito and um about like Toru. I feel like he wouldn't, um, like, he would still try and keep Toru's, um, in, like, interests in mind um, and, like, look out for her as well. And, and we, he, he has, like, he's caring, but in his own way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's still kind of silly sometimes, which I love about I him. I love but... it. <laughs> you can look out serious. for those what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think the bandage so he does he has a soft spot too yeah 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 no yeah i think my favorite one of my favorite moments of the episode one of the my favorite like comedic comedic beats is when he's like when he's like about to eat and then he goes oh you know kyo's movie is going is transferring to your school and then yuki's just like get out yeah, <laughs> yeah he's those winter backgrounds yeah ice cold it. yeah he's like you're not welcome anymore <laughs> which <food>. is great <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, but um, is 
Is there any kind of to close out this discussion? Is there any kind of additional things you want to mention about the episode before we end? I, I like that Toru has two amazing lady friends with very distinct personalities. Oh my god! Right we, okay, <laughs> her lady friends <laughs> are my life. Oh my god! Yes, she, she's amazing. She okay? One, they're a couple. Like her friends are a couple. They're oh, like Toru's okay. parents. Like they're yeah. just like we love you. We're supportive. Like they're just obviously and just her. And like her energy, like when she's just sending bad vibes to people, yeah. it's yeah. the greatest thing. And I love when how they animate that. She, like, how she don't even around. Yeah. <laughs> and how they don't even like. I like the how they draw her face when she does that. I like how they they make her glide. They don't make her like walk. They make her glide, <laughs> which is the, a great touch. And she just continues to be like the most amazing, incredible character of the series. So there, I said it. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, April, do you have any any final thoughts? Um, no, not really. Just that I I'm so I continue to just be so excited about this series, and um, the first two episodes have been great. I fully enjoy them, and I am ready for more. Like, can it be Friday now? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited because I feel like we're done with the setup. We're like this yeah. is. This yeah. was the setup. These were the setup episodes, and now we're like, okay, now we can. We now know the dynamic of the household, like at least of like the Yuki, um, Shigure, Toru, Kyo household, and we know the friends. We know the situation. Now we just kind of move on with the plot, which is exciting. See where we go from here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, James, a.k.a. Ironwood. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.